0: Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991 to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets.
1: It is Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson, Carol Master. Carol, I found my favorite sentence from the Fed Minutes. Vulnerabilities appear to have increased for asset valuation pressures. Huh. In other words, stuff's too expensive.
2: Stuff too expensive. <laughs> vulnerabilities appear
1: to have increased for asset valuation pressures. Who are these people? Who writes like that?
2: I don't know. I certainly don't write Only like that. The Fed. Right? so that we can understand. Write like if we're sitting at a bar having a beer. Come on, Yes. Fed. Come on, Fed. Uh,
0: it-
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to the markets, your top business stories, and someone who always writes flawlessly, Charlie Pellet.
0: On a good day, that's what we strive for here at Bloomberg. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, they are all higher. Stocks pushing to a record, at least for the S&P 500 index now at 24.02. Minutes from the Federal Reserve's last meeting show officials unperturbed by recent signs of economic weakness. Let's get the story now from Bloomberg's Vinnie Dell
3: The minutes show Fed officials judged it would soon be appropriate to raise interest rates again. That statement suggests tightening. The third since December could come as soon as next month's policy meeting. Officials also back the plan to gradually shrink the Fed's $4.5 trillion dollar balance sheet built up during the financial crisis. Central bankers opted at the May meeting to leave interest rates
0: unchanged. Vinnie Dell, Jude Ice, Bloomberg Radio. Reaction from David Levy, chairman of the Jerome Levy Forecasting Center, who was interviewed moments ago right here on Bloomberg Markets. Well, I don't think there's anything that's real big news here. Uh, the Fed has um, affirmed that they are not only uh, continuing to, to raise uh, rates gradually, but also that they are looking to begin a... Uh, Thinning out of their uh, large stock of, of uh, bonds. Well, the ten-year up five thirty seconds at yield two point two six percent. S P up three to twenty four oh one, a gain there of one tenth of one percent. The Dow up sixty one points now, up three tenths of one percent. Nasdaq up thirteen, a gain of two tenths of one percent. We've got the ten-year up five thirty seconds, yield two point two six percent. Gold down a dollar thirty the ounce to twelve fifty four, down one tenth of one percent. And West Texas Intermediate crude down. Three tenths of one percent to fifty-one dollars and thirty-three cents a barrel. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash.
2: Yes, it is. That's how you do it, Charlie Pellet, with a Bloomberg Business News flash right here on Bloomberg.
4: Those
1: are the sounds of Ian King's latest release. No, that's not true. Ian King's our Bloomberg <laughs> Chips reporter. He covers chips. Some of his immediate neighbors might wish that so. No, he's right here in our office, in fact. Yeah. before Ian had to sit behind me for, what was that, two years? At least. But it felt like longer um, for him, surely. Uh, Ian can cover semiconductors for Bloomberg News and, and has covered semiconductors for, for quite a while. NVIDIA in the news because SoftBank are taking a big stake in the company, it turns out, what you've discovered today. And, uh, Ian, what what is the business of NVIDIA?
4: NVIDIA, as you know, Corey, is the largest maker of graphics chips. These are the things that make the games that your kid plays on your PC all the more realistic and exciting. But the real big move that they've been making is taking that technology into. Things like self-driving cars into things like data center AI kind of uses.
2: Yeah, we had a guest yesterday, Garvin uh, J. Bush, who's chief investment officer for Green Alpha Advisors, and they're looking at things like electric vehicles and so on and so forth. And he talked about that was one of what he thought NVIDIA was an in- interesting investment play um, that he thought investors should be looking at at this point, specifically because of what they're doing in terms of autonomous uh, autonomously driving vehicles. How much of their business is exposed to that, Ian, at this point?
4: Yeah, I mean, that's a a very good question. Clearly, NVIDIA has been rewarded by the markets and has gained a lot of attention for that, for for the perception that it is, you know, the the leading force in the movement in electronics to, to bring things like that to the market. If you actually look behind the numbers, it... Gets about I would say about 400 million from the data center business, another 100 million or so from its uh, kind of vehicle business. So nothing compared to gaming yet, which is well over a billion dollars a quarter in revenue.
1: And a company, is doing seven billion a year, Right. right? So that so that business is de minimis.
3: But is it it's growing?
2: But how fast? Very
4: very quickly. That's the key. That's yeah. what's attracting people's attentions. And compared to everybody else, everybody else is saying we're doing it, we're doing it. But Nvidia at least is posting some numbers at this point. Uh, and,
1: and you know, the this, this stocks of two hundred percent in the last two, to fifty-two yeah. weeks. Um, some of that, at least, we would expect, is the SoftBank purchases of of the stock.
4: Well, that's the thing we don't know at this point when SoftBank got in and for what purpose SoftBank got in. As you guys know, four point nine percent is a very significant right. number yeah. because
1: after five percent they've got to file every time they change their position in any way. But they can they hand their four point nine percent; they can get there quietly.
4: Right, and you can get there without registering any intent, whether if this is just a, a passive investment, whether this has got some further intent to take a, a bigger role in the company. SoftBank
1: has taken bigger roles in semiconductors. Uh,
4: they have, obviously. They bought ARM Semiconductor, the most prolific used architecture of any chips anywhere in the world so <laughs> clearly they've got uh, a lot of ambitions and a lot of interest in that market
2: well i'm also wondering ian is this like vertical or a horizontal play because they've also invested what five billion in the chinese ride hailing app is it didi zhuzhing or i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing it so forgive me if i mispronounce but they're also you know they're they're into kind of the driver space if you will yeah. in different ways
4: yeah I mean all we know at this point is what Massa has told us in in the in the in the beautifully Ma- charming Ma- That's right yeah sorry the the CEO of Softbank in this kind of charming uh, slightly um, ethereal way that he expresses himself about his, you know, plans for years to come, and clearly, the the foundation of of what is going to be artificial intelligence in the future is what interests him. And you can make a strong case for arguing that Nvidia is is at the moment looking like it's going to be one of the key providers of that technology.
2: Would they normally do a full buyout? Could they? I mean, what's the likelihood that, that right. that's well, kind of their strategy or play here?
4: Yeah, I mean. We we have to be careful because we don't know the intent at this point. What we can say and and, and Corey just pointed it out, I mean this is a company that's gone from forty or fifty billion dollars to eighty billion dollar market cap. Mm. It's not cheap.
1: Yeah, even with cash in the books, it's got a seventy-nine billion dollar, uh you know, uh, enterprise value. So that's was probably bigger than SoftBank could take. I mean, that, their whole their entire fund is like ninety-two. That's billion, right. So.
4: The, the Vision Fund that they just announced closing over the weekend, you know, is, is still short of the hundred billion dollar target. It's close, but you would probably need more than that to get your hands on Nvidia. And also, you've got to bear in mind that Nvidia has a, a Masayoshi Son-like founder still in place. You know, mm-hmm. Jensen Huang, who also owns uh, you know about three four percent of the company, and has kind of a, a cult following himself. So, interesting meeting of two cultures there.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, I'm probably unlikely, but but interesting that this stake, you know, this is a very expensive stock right here. I mean, yeah. uh, obviously there's belief that there could, these other markets could it could grow into something, but I haven't done it yet.
4: Yeah, well, and it, analysts have turned against them. You remember earlier this year, then they came out with their first quarter earnings um, announcement and showed, actually, no, the reason you turned against us it was too soon. Look, here we are. We're doing way better than you expected.
2: Hey, Ian, just 15 seconds. Is there another company that ships space in particular? Might be a little nervous about this move. Just quickly.
4: I mean, you got to think of your arm inside SoftBank. What's going on here, <laughs> right? That's the <a> competition, <laughs>
2: right? Yeah, it gets a little close and uncomfortable, right?
1: Yep. Great stuff, Ian King. Ian yeah. King is our semiconductor reporter here uh, at Bloomberg News. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. You. you walked all the way across the office for that, Carol.
2: Nvidia shares, by the way, up one point three percent today, one hundred and thirty-eight eighty-five a share. So we'll watch that one into the close. Um, Ian King, wonderful as always. This is Bloomberg Radio.
1: Let's get to Adrian Mitchell right now with a look at world and national news headlines for our 99.1 studios in Washington, D.C.
3: Thanks, Corey. And Carol, Britain is at its highest security alert status after the Manchester bombing. Manchester's chief constable says police are investigating a network.
4: I think it's very clear that this is a network that we are investigating. And as I've said, it continues at a pace. Uh, there's extensive investigations going on uh, and activity taking place across Greater Manchester as we speak.
3: The BBC reports the bomber is thought to have been using a device built by someone else. Police have now arrested five suspects in the case, and authorities in Tripoli say the bomber's father has been detained. President Trump is in Brussels for meetings with NATO leaders. The New York Times reports he is expected to publicly endorse NATO's mutual defense commitment at a ceremony tomorrow. The administration has so far not said whether the U.S. would automatically come to the aid of an ally under attack. Trump has called NATO obsolete. Members of the House Financial Services Committee are asking Deutsche Bank for information on whether loans to Donald Trump made years before his run for president were connected to Russia or guaranteed by its government. In a letter reviewed by Bloomberg News, they also ask about trades that helped move about $10 billion out of Russia. The president's budget chief's defending plans to cut social programs. Mulvaney told the House Budget Committee the cuts are a way to increase growth and put taxpayers first. One Democrat told him that they are immoral. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries.
2: I'm Adrian Mitchell.